We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. I love bacon. It's hard to find somebody who doesn't love bacon. All bacon's good, right? Yeah, but some bacon is next level. And when I talk about next level, I'm talking about right brand bacon. We had so much up here that... The guys on the show were fighting for it. Eddie posted a big case of it that he took home. Right Brand is the number one thick-cut, hand-trimmed, real wood smoked bacon. You just have to try it to believe. So, bacon lovers, do yourself a big favor. Go out and get yourself some Right Brand bacon today. It's time you experience bacon the right way. History is littered with tragic stories from which we could all learn lessons. The spectacular Broadway show that flopped... The autopilot that helped crash a plane. The heat wave that killed some city residents, but not their neighbours. I'm Tim Harford, host of Cautionary Tales, the podcast that looks for the valuable lessons in the greatest mistakes, disasters and fiascos of the past. Listen to Cautionary Tales on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Justin Richmond, host of the Broken Record Podcast. Join me and music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlum, as we chat with legends like Neil Young and Andre 3000 and upcoming artists like Faye Webster about their life and their careers. In honor of Women's History Month, we're spotlighting groundbreaking female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt, and celebrating the strides they've made for women. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Maya Shunker, host of A Slight Change of Plans, which was recently named Best Show of the Year by Apple for 2021. And we've got new episodes for you about everything from the science of change to personal stories, like a blind woman who becomes a master chef and an Australian doctor who rescued a boys soccer team from deep within a cave in Thailand. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. 
What's up, y'all? It's Morgan here. You are listening to the Best Bits podcast, and this is Just the Bits. So in case you missed it, we broke the Best Bits up into two pieces, and I know, I know you're going to be like, why are you splitting it up? But this is a good thing, I promise. So this is part two that I'm about to do right here, and if you want to hear part one, which is the conversation that I had with Ray Mundo this weekend, then go listen to that, because that's just the interview, just the conversation. We count down the bits, but we don't play them. Now, that's what happens here. This is just the bits. The best bits, just the bits. And I will still count down the best seven segments from the show this week, and you'll just hear the bits. No conversations, no talking. So let's just get into it, okay? Coming in at number seven, we had Kelty Knight on the show. She's an executive producer of the new TV show Superfan, and we're trying to get me on the show because I'm a massive Shania Twain super fan and it'd be so fun to be on that show. I mean, come on. So we brought her on to see what my chances might be of, you know, me getting on to hang out with Shania freaking Twain. Yeah. Listen to that right now. Number seven on the Bobby Bones show now. Kelty Knight. All right. Kelty is the executive producer of CBS's super fan, which is, hey, when does the show start airing, Kelty? We have no idea. Okay. It's going to be in the fall. Been there. Currently experiencing the same situation <laughs> with a different show. So in the fall, this show will air, and it is about people who absolutely love celebrities, like specific celebrities, right? Like, give me the pitch, like, of what the show is. Yeah, so it's a one-hour musical special designed for super fans to compete against each other to be named the number one super fan of the world's biggest artist. Okay, competition. I like that. And you say a special. Is it a one-time deal, or are there a lot of episodes? Six episodes, but each episode is its own band or artist. So Shania, Little Big Town, get their own episode. Okay, this this is super cool. Amy had brought it to our attention that you were doing Kelsey, Shania, Little Big Town. And Morgan, on our show, she runs digital. She's 28 years old. She is a massive Shania fan. And before we talked to her... Once we had Shania in studio, she'd been retired for a long time. Morgan was basically hyperventilating in the room. She had to walk out of the room, sit in the hall, get, gather composure, and come back in just to take pictures, not even to talk to her. So she, when she heard this, she was like, wow, maybe I have a chance to be on this show. So that is also what has interested us. So, Kelty, how crazy are these fans on this show? Are they like almost psycho murderers, or is it like a healthy super fan? healthy super fan and they're all like FBI level background checks so don't you worry but Morgan sounds perfect let me just tell her what some of the competition is we have multiple Shania tattoos we have multiple full leopard prints that don't impress me as much costumes we have uh, dogs named Shania we have a woman who created the first ever hula to Shania songs we have collections. We have a man who has the stamp collection from the 90s that Canada Post put out with Shania on the stamp. Individually, those are all great. Now, Morgan's religious beliefs don't allow her to have a tattoo, so she can't get a tattoo. Uh, but okay. if it matters, once she touched Shania and didn't wash her hand for a whole year and she kept her hand in a bag. Now, is that crazy or no, Kelty? That's exactly what we're looking for. And that's how she should open her audition video. All you have to do is go to superfancasting.com and send in your video and your submission. And honestly, that's a great opener. I would That would catch my eye. It would catch your eye. Uh, Morgan, I would like to introduce you to my friend Kelty. We've been, we go way back, like four minutes, but I would definitely <laughs> feel like we're friends now. Morgan, what would you like to say to Kelty? Hi, Kelty. I mean, I'm just freaking out just talking to you because the idea of getting to meet Shania Twain, like, 
Well, you met Listen, but that was my first day on the job ever. And you almost died. And I did almost die. It was a a very contradicting situation for me when that all happened. And so getting to like actually test my knowledge on Shania and then get to hang out with her would be the dream come true. She's the whole reason that I moved to Nashville. She was the reason behind. She's the reason you moved here? Yes. You moved across the country for Shania? Yes. Country music. She's the reason. Wow. See, I didn't even know that. Wow. I mean, I just everything about her has changed my life from me hearing her when I was just a baby and her parents playing her CD for me to now being 28 years old and I still know all of her music, including her new album, which is the one that she came back with, with now. A lot of of people have listened to it yet, but you know it all. Morgan, I love this so much for you. I really think you should apply the first round of the game is actually like each one of the superfans like pleading their case like you just did directly to Shania. Do you think you could say exactly what you just said to me like right in front of Shania Twain? Yes, I would practice it over and over to make sure that when I got to see her, I could do it without being nervous. She'd pass out, but that would be great TV. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. Kelty, she passed out. She, it happened. I saw it, but again, it would be great television. And does it help or no, hurt that Morgan is on this show, and that we you know we have, depending on what what publication you look at, between you know six million listeners live and millions more that listen to the podcast. Does that help or hurt her her chances? Well, you know, it actually does help her. And I'm not the person that makes these decisions. So, Morgan, I can be your internal person to tell you. But the final two fans in the show, whether it's Little Big Town or Kelsey Ballerini's episode or the Shania episode, they're actually being voted on by America live. Oh, oh, oh we'll win that. Oh, oh they, yeah. Game over. B team. Hey, I want Dancing with the Stars, and I suck. So we have people that will hmm. vote. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Just kidding. Exactly. You were wonderful. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you were, you were very charming. Um, but, they, you know, like at the end, if, if Morgan has the knowledge and the passion to yeah. get to the final two, I feel like it's a wash for her. Oh, I can do this. I can so do this. Well, the thing is, I think she is nuts about Shania, it, where it makes me a bit uncomfortable, and that's perfect for the show, aside from her, you know, being on a, having a big platform. Now, could I apply to be a Kelsey super fan? <laughs> I mean, you can't argue a Kelsey superfan. To be fair, she opened for me for a long time on the road, and then I became a superfan of her. So, I mean... (laughs) That's not a yes. Okay, we're good on that one. We're good on that one. Uh, This is very Morgan-based. Your your reasons are far less convincing than Morgan's. I've got to be honest with you. Um, For our listeners, will you say again where they can go if they Mm -hmm. would like to apply? Sure, if you want to apply to be one of the superfans on Superfan, um, just go to superfancasting.com, uh, and you can apply for, we have, you know, country artists, Little Big Town, Kelsey Ballerini, Shania Twain, we also have Pitbull, we have a couple other pop artists coming out this week, so everything's there. All right, Kelty, thank you. Uh, we appreciate your time this morning, and we hope our listeners will go and, and try out, except for the Shania one. Leave that to us. You, they, listeners yes. go to Kelsey or Little Big Town, Morgan Want Shania. Yes, I do. All right. Exactly. Kelty, have a have awesome. a great day. Thank you for your time. Hey, you were great on New Year's too. Oh, thanks. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, follow Kelty cool. on Instagram at K-E-L-T-I-E at Kelty. And there she is, Kelty Knight. Kelty, have a great day. Hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. All right, bye-bye. Good luck, Morgan. Thank you. <laughs> well, look at there. How do you feel, Morgan? I feel good. I mean, I feel like I pled my passionate case as pos- as much as possible. I feel, and I might have exaggerated a few of those things. <laughs> I appreciate your support that, because I think you helped but me. But that's what TV's all about. Yes. Sell it. It's about the sizzle, not the steak. And then when you get there, give them the steak, but you got to sizzle it first. All right, we'll see what happens. And thanks again to Kelty. Let's go.
It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. This is a fun segment because Bobby has been mentioning his anxiety with flying. And so a listener came on that happens to be a pilot and Bobby got all of his questions answered. And I'll even mention that in this conversation, this pilot makes such a good comparison from air to water. And it just made me see flying in a whole different light. So definitely listen to this. Number six. On the phone now is Tyler, who is a pilot. And there's just been so many of these stories about people going absolutely bonkers on airplanes mid-flight. Hey, Tyler, as a pilot, how do you handle these situations? Uh, really, we just leave it up to the flight attendants, and we, we rely on them. Since we're locked up front and can't really see what's going on in the back, we rely on their information. But if they can get the passengers subdued, uh, depending on how far away from your destination you are, you continue on. But if you're two hours from uh, your destination, we'll definitely divert. And so what do you say if you're diverting to the people in the sky? Like you're like, all right, we got to go because we got an idiot on aisle three. Like, what do you <laughs> say to those people going, you need to land and obviously you have to have clearance to land in a small town? What's that procedure? Usually we don't really have a whole lot of time at that point to uh, – make an announcement to the passengers uh, but if we do we'll just say uh, due to unforeseen circumstances uh, we're having to divert of course everybody in the back sees what's going on they know exactly what we're doing anyway but um, if we have time we we try to keep uh, our passengers updated as best as possible i would think if there's a jerk on the plane who won't stop and everybody's like sit down and he won't sit down and he's yelling but when the pilot gets up and goes, we have to divert, I would expect him to get jumped then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like his punishment is now, it's now time to be punished because you're diverting all of us. Like that's probably when I would be super mad. So when you land, when you've had to divert, then what do you have to do before you can get back up? So you'll have um, security police meet you at the gate. Uh, they'll come on. We'll ask everybody to remain seated. Uh, they'll come on, escort the passenger off. And then depending on if we need gas, uh, we'll get gas, get a new flight plan. Mm. Um, and then head out for wherever we were initially intended to go. Can I ask you about plane crashes for a second? Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. No, I'm just obsessed. I, I hate flying. And I fly all the time, but I hate it. I'm scared to death. Have you ever hit turbulence so hard you thought you might crash? Uh, no, not so bad that we might crash. Um, but uh, air kind of acts like water. So if you're on the lake on, let's say, July 4th, right, and there's um, all these boats out there and the water's really rough, uh, it's rough going over the water. It's essentially the same as in the air. You have rough air, you got the jet stream, um, you got wake from other airplanes, but uh, it's not just going to fall out of the sky. So whenever the plane goes boom with turbulence and things that are sitting on the little table fly and hit the top of the – when that happens – there isn't one percent of you that goes, "We're going down, Chuck." No, sir. No. Because ninety-nine percent of me does. I feel like, <laughs> well, I'm going to die. Have you ever been in a situation where you think turbulence aside, where you go, "Uh oh, we've gotten into some trouble. Lightning, thunder, we might crash." Uh, no, we've got radar on board, and we do our best to uh, to obviously go around that. And then there's also several other airplanes in that area. Uh, you know, we fly published routes, so we can we can get route reports from the people in front of us. Um, you know, if everybody else is diverting, that kind of gives us a good clue that we should probably go around as well. Uh, and then ATC does a really good job of giving us vectors around storms. And again, we've got um, iPads on board that have radar, and um, we've got our company that can tell us, you know, uh, advise us what they think we should do. 
Um, so it's, it's extremely safe. He's starting to convince me. I'm not fully buying it yet, but I have more questions. <laughs> he said extremely. Sometimes I'm flying, and there's another plane that goes a little too close below us, yeah. or a little too close to the side of us, or a little too close to the top of us. Now, that could be human error, right? Where a plane smacks another plane. Have you ever thought you're going to crash because of that? Oh, no. no. Again, <laughs> ATC does a fantastic job of keeping separation. Um, we've got you know re- required separation minimums that we have to maintain at all times. Um, and, and ATC generally points out the traffic to us well in advance, so we see them. Um, you know, if we need to, they'll they'll vector us off our airway uh, and send us around the traffic. Well, I have one more question, and I appreciate your patience. Has been fascinated yeah. with flying. I two I have two questions. Number one, tell me if I almost died this time. We were on a plane, we're on like a Southwest flight, and the pilot comes back into the cabin. That's what the tube's called, right? Yeah, into, cabin. Into the cabin. And he <laughs> like pulls the carpet back and then hand cranks the wheels to come out to land. He doesn't really say what he's doing, but he's like cranking the – and then it's the – you hear the wheels lock. And then he wa- walks back up like whistling. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> and then gets it, and then they land. Did we almost die? No, no. Oh. We've got backup. So um, anytime we have malfunctions, we have backups on backups. Um, to to kind of alleviate that situation, so that's that's more than likely what he was doing. All right, I thought I had another one. But yeah, has he ever lost an engine? Because you hear about that, like, oh, we lost engine number four. What do we do now? I, I have um, prior to my airline days, but I haven't at the airlines. Um, all the airliners are certified to fly extremely well with um, one engine or two engines. Uh, you know, if you got four engines and you lose one, it is a non-event. Uh, even with two engines losing one, these airplanes fly extremely well. And that's something that we practice in the CM and training every year. Um, and we're, you know, we're, we're trained to fly with one engine. Could you barrel roll a massive commercial plane if you wanted to? Uh, only once, because you'll be fired after that. Yeah, yeah it's the last day. But, right, like yeah, it's senior day, skip Love day, it. senior skip day, <laughs> and it's the last day. But you could you with your skills, uh, not you specifically, because you would never do that, Tyler. But could someone <laughs> barrel roll a Delta plane Let's and then a seven thirty-seven? Yeah, I, great. I that's a big one. Yes, and then land, and then later an hour later land. Uh, I would say it is possible. Okay. Come on, okay. Okay. have you ever been tempted <laughs> if you know you're flying like? Near, you know, your house or your friend's uh-huh. house, are you ever tempted to just, you know, buzz it? Oh, good question. Down low? Uh, no, no. Uh, we, we would probably get in pretty good trouble for that. Yeah, but all on your last day. It'd be yeah, fine. yeah, it's yeah. your skip day, right? Totally. It's the last day before you graduate. Okay, one final question. So, have you ever landed and been like, oh, I got two questions. Have you ever <laughs> landed and been like, oh my God, I can't believe we made it? Um, Sounds like a yes to me. Uh, no. Okay. No, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. What's the next one? Oh, I keep forgetting. <laughs> I know. So I get so excited, excited about these questions, questions, and I've had one on in queue for like five minutes. Okay. Before Tyler goes here, I want to see if I can remember this last question I was going to ask him. Oh, I got it. Do you ever? This was the one I've been thinking the whole time. When it gets up into the air and it's at an altitude, what do you call it? Cruising altitude? Is that what it's called? Yes, thirty thousand. Oh, I got two yes, questions. Sir. Okay. When you get to a cruising altitude, do you ever look at your co-pilot and go, I can't believe this thing worked. Like, I cannot believe we get this much metal in the air every single time. No, no I have not. No. Uh, there's several, several thousand flights a day, mm-hmm. um, every day throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Um, these, these things perform extremely well. Last but he understands the physics yeah, behind it, so he's actually and I don't probably believe it. not. It sounds like, it's like some kind of ghost medicine, magic, okay. witch stuff. Okay, last question. 
Is there a parachute in that plane hidden that if you need to jump, you can? <laughs> There's not. Okay. Well, any final questions for Ty? This is my yeah. favorite guest in a long one time. More, and it was more. completely accidental. Yes. I got one, Bones. Um, do, do you dump the poop? Oh, good like question. In the air? Yeah. And have you ever like picked like, oh, my Over buddy, your buddy's house. My buddy Chad yeah, lives yeah. down good there. One. No. We do not. Okay. No, they service that in between every flight. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Tyler, I appreciate that. You have actually made us feel more comfortable with flying. You've made us feel dumber for our questions. And this has all in all been an A-plus segment. So thank you for your time. Fantastic. I'm glad I could help. All right. There- <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tyler. See you, man. That's pretty good, huh? Yes, sir. Have a good one. I like that. I feel... I'm still going to be scared, but I'm going to be scared knowing that I'm wrong. Okay, good. being scared. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. History is littered with tragic stories from which we could all learn lessons. Why did the finest army in medieval Europe end up defeated and drowning in the mud amidst a hail of arrows? What allowed a tiny change in a hotel's blueprints to go unnoticed, sending tons of concrete, steel and glass crashing down on guests? Who would let their child play with the controls of an airliner? And how did an award-winning choreographer and a rock music megastar come close to opening the worst Broadway musical of all time? I'm Tim Harford, host of Cautionary Tales, the podcast that looks for the valuable lessons in the greatest mistakes, disasters and fiascos of the past. Some stories will delight you, others may scare you, but they'll all make you wiser. Listen to Cautionary Tales on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Justin Richmond, host of the Broken Record podcast. Join me on Broken Record along with music industry icon Rick Rubin and authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlum as we sit down with the artists you love getting unparalleled creative insight into your favorite music. You'll hear revealing interviews with some of the most legendary figures in music like Neil Young, Andre 3000, Bruce Springsteen, and Nas. And you'll learn about up-and-coming artists like Michelle Zahner who talks about her big plans for the dreamy indie pop band Japanese Breakfast and Krongbin the Texas trio who share the inspiration behind their global funk sound. This March, we're spotlighting female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt. Celebrate Women's History Month with us and learn how these incredible women changed what was possible in music. Forging their own paths while also paving the way for others. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This one caused some controversy on the show because Amy is wanting to hire a sidekick, not for herself, but for her cat, just like she did for her dog. And, you know, the guys thought she needed an intervention. It was a whole situation just because she wants to hire a sidekick. And I said it in this segment and I'll say it again. You know, whatever people want to believe and however they feel and what they choose to believe in is all them. Who am I to say it doesn't exist or it isn't possible? Because I have no idea. I don't have all the knowledge, and I'm not even going to say I'm the smartest person in the room ever. So, you know, Amy, I still got your back. You do what you need to do for your cat. Number five. Amy, you sent your dog to a psychic a long time ago. Yeah, well, I just had her read my dog over the phone. She didn't even have to see her in person. I just had to email her a picture. Isn't this the biggest waste of money? The biggest maybe scam ever. ever. <laughs> maybe ever. Let me just say on that on all this- the money wasting stuff we've done on the show, <laughs> that could be number one. Right. Let me say at the time, my dog was acting totally. 
crazy. Listen, let me just say that this psychic person works for a very prominent person Who in this town. I'm just saying that you wouldn't. Who also no, got scammed. You, do, you would not say to this person if you talk to them that they're crazy. What? You would You're not. right, because I don't want confrontation, but behind their back, I would. Yeah, so did you put the dog on the phone? Okay, but I'm just saying that like, this is a person uh, that we all trust. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but, but so I, I, listen, I don't know, but I mean, I just wanted to, hey, to, in my mind, it couldn't hurt to try to understand why my dog was acting bonkers. I bring it up not because I just want to rehash something old, but I hear that you're thinking of rehiring the psychic for your cat. Possibly. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Why do you why it's just Cuz I mean it's been almost a year now since she's joined the family and I don't want to see how she feels, what's going on. How she feels? The dog gave us like the do- you, our do you, do dog you? gave us she was able to tell me things about our family that nobody would know. And do the dog you, was reacting to it. Do you, honest Cara. in your heart, believe this person? I don't know. No, no. Honest. I need, you to, I I need you to dig down deep. Do you, honest in your heart, think that this psychic is able to communicate with these animals on a different level? They st- okay. So I, I need a yes or no. Why? Why can't I give you 50-50? <laughs> mm. Why can't I give you, I, 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 the pendulum swings from no way that's crazy to like, ah, it's possible. Because she told me things where she would not know and my jaw dropped. And again, I wish I could tell you who she works for because it would make you believe her even more. Someone famous? Susan yes. Milan? But just because they're no, famous, no, no. I don't famous. think they're any smarter. Here. I know some no. really dumb famous people. You do, not, uh, uh, you do not think this person is dumb. You do not. You do not. You do not. Who you think is this person this? is one of the smartest, most successful people in town. Oprah. In town? In but town. They may have so much money they're just doing it as a gag. Eh. No, they don't even they don't even work for them on this level. They use them for this, but they work as like more of like an assistant. Just saying. But that makes me think, okay. Nope. Should Amy hire a psychic for the cat? Yeah. No. No, you don't get to answer. <laughs> You're, we're asking about you. Okay. Eddie. No. I mean, Lunchbox could go to the house and watch just... the cat for five minutes and probably say as much as this person's going to say. What is happening on this show? Like, no, absolutely not, Amy. Amy has a psychic cousin now that she, <laughs> is, is, she's getting very close, closer to nowadays, right? Well, I mean, I've known her since I was born. You're right, but you're a lot closer to her now. Yes. She's we have been reconnected more because, yes, her mom is like has a cancer and it's brought us back together. Are you believing in psychics more in general, I guess is my question. That's the thing with my cousin, pendulum swings. Sometimes I'm like, this cannot be real. And then I hang out with her for a little bit and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is Why crazy. Why don't you just save some money and have her talk to the cat? Nice. She ding, did, ding, ding. She, well. So smart. Let me, let me see if she could. Now her mom's dog. Oh no, stop. Okay. Her, her mom's dog is a psychic dog. Psychic oh my god. Psychic dog. Oh my god. I don't know what's happening on the show, guys. I think with that statement, our show just jumped the shark. Yeah. I think that was no. it. We are no. so out of touch. Okay. We have dogs that are psychic whoa, whoa. now. Stop it with we are. Amy's kind of <laughs> one person. One person. I wasn't even saying that, but she met this other woman. That talks to animals, and the woman that talks to the animals said, "Wow, I've never had this happen. I've never met a dog that was communicating with me before." Okay, um, listen, I know. Chance, Amy's. Does anyone believe this person can talk to Amy's cat? If so, speak now. Anyone? Anyone? I mean, scuba, maybe, right? Anyone? No. (laughs) Yes. Oh no, Morgan. Morgan. I do. Listen, there's things out there that I don't understand, and I just think it's very possible that this is a reality. That's what you always say. What? That's what I you think, always say. I don't think... Say what you say. <laughs> she wants you to say it. Say, what say I, it. Say what you say. I don't... I told you I don't believe in psychics. But, but my cousin has actually wrong. nailed some things about you. Okay. 
All I'm saying is I don't believe this person is charging ninety five dollars to well, talk to your cat. Well, I don't know. It might, hopefully, it was cheaper than that. Because I get that that's a ridiculous you, okay, amount of money. You do but what, it was. Go do what you do, and let us know how it turns out. But if you're asking if I think it's real, I do not. Can't prove it's not, but I don't think it's real. Right. But you you think there's aliens? No. Can't yeah. show you there is. <laughs> you, I feel like you say there is. I say the world, it's so vast, we have no idea what's up there. And for us to say that anything is not happening would be ridiculous. Huh. Well, sounds like you could apply that to exactly okay. what's happening I believe here. Amy's cat psychic. I said it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best bits of the week show. with Morgan number two. The hilariously funny Jim Gaffigan. Hilariously funny? Is that a phrase? Is that a thing? I don't know. We had Jim Gaffigan on the show this week. He's a massive comedian. He's coming to Nashville. He's on a super fun tour. Now, that's literally the name of his comedy tour. And we talked to him all about it. Plus, if his kids think that he's funny. And, you know, it's always interesting to find out if kids think their very famous comedic dad is funny. So we got the whole scoop right here. Number four. We're about to have one of the funniest comedians around, Jim Gaffigan on. You love him? So funny. Yeah, so funny. So funny. So this is the joke Eddie likes to walk around telling. This is from his last special, and then we'll have him on. Here is the bathroom joke by Jim Gaffigan. I'm happily married, but I would say once a week I catch my wife give me a look like, I'm going to have to let you go. Because I disappoint her constantly. I do things that annoy. Like, here's something I do that annoys my wife. I use the bathroom. I know. I should, right? I get in trouble for not telling her I'm going to use the bathroom. You just disappeared. Where'd you go? I didn't know I needed a hall pass. I also get in trouble for telling her I'm going to use the bathroom. Uh, I'm going to use the bathroom. Again? Are you okay? How many times is that today? You're disgusting. What are you doing there? Uh, Mostly get away from you. The Friday Morning Conversation with Jim Gaffigan. Jim, it is a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Thank you. Thanks Uh, for having me. I was talking with Eddie, who is on the show with me. He's like my best friend, but... He was like, hey, you want to hear the, the Jim Gaffigan joke, the bathroom joke? And he tells it, and it's not that funny, but I've heard you do it, and it's very funny. And so do people ever come up to you and, like, tell you your own jokes back, and they completely butcher It's like you, you've just missed the whole thing. It is weird how sometimes contacts are, you know, like they remember it a certain way. But I think we all have, like, loved a sketch or a line from, like, SNL, and then you end up watching it again, and you're like, oh, they didn't even say that. You know. that's precisely what he did. He's like, you got to hear this joke. And he told it. And I was like, that's not really the joke. <laughs> but he's been telling a lot of people that joke. Oh, no. And I feel like he's giving you a bad name by telling a joke that's not really yours. I'm going to have to sue him. I agree oh, with man. that. <laughs> well, I'm done. Uh, Jim's coming to town. He's actually, you know, in a lot of the cities our show is on. But in Nashville on March 30th, Little Rock on March 31st, Kansas City on April 1st, and on and on. Now, when you do a show, these massive shows... Do you feel at all like it's harder to connect on an intimate level with an audience when there are so many people? Well, it's it's shifted dramatically. You would think um, you would think that would be the case, but the technology, meaning the audio and the video feed, has advanced so much that um, 
you know, it, it depends on the venue. So, like, I mean, I've performed at a lot of different places in Nashville. And, I, you know, I think I wouldn't, you know, I mean, the Ryman is amazing, but I think there's no bad seats at the Bridgestone Arena. And so as long as they can see and hear, that's pretty important. And then there's the communal uh, experience. So if it's uh, if it's a big cavernous place and it's not sold out or it's sold very poorly, then it probably wouldn't be that great. But if it's a big place and most of the tickets are sold, I think it's a pretty amazing situation. Do you actually, did you remember that, that Bridgestone and Ryman from your head or like when I'm doing like a satellite TV tour, promoting a TV show, I'll have cities and like even what radio station I'm on and I'll just kind of fit it in, but I'll have it held up behind the screen. Was that what happened there? Or you just remember every single venue? I mean, some of it is you do make a point of uh, (laughs) talking about things, but I would say, I mean, I'm a whore. I'm not going to tell you that I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say that, I mean, there's not many places more famous than the Ryman. And I think, you you know, everyone in Nashville has, well, most people have been to the Bridgestone. And so, you know, the, the difference between the Bridgestone and some arena that was built in 1960 is, this is a pretty dramatic difference is it harder to heckle you if someone were to heckle in a like an arena i never thought about that i said i never really thought about that i mean my comedy i don't really bring out the hecklers you know i mean it's not i'm not you know i don't really pedal in shock you know like if there's kind of a a victim of my my commentary it's usually myself so um but yeah i would i guess to answer your question it probably would be weirder in uh, a bigger place probably less effective now yes i i think you're universally loved you're a beloved character but as an example i was performing at the at the, the opry the grand Ole opry a few nights ago and when i was there I was doing some comedy, but I was getting love heckled. There were some people from the state that I'm from, and they kept going, we love you, like in the middle of a joke. And it was driving – and and they weren't saying I suck, but they were like love heckling. And do you ever get like love heckled where you're like, guys, I know you love me, but you got to let me do my thing. Well, it's – yeah, I mean it can be – there there are disruptive – you know, like, yeah, I mean there's people that yell hot pockets and stuff like that or will (laughs) yell – certain jokes but not that often i would say people that like my comedy it's less of a you know obviously there's an, a conversation with the audience but i would say people that come to my uh shows it's you know it's a different experience you're coming for the comedy you're not coming for the interaction or like no one's coming to see what i'm wearing you know what i mean <laughs> no one's coming to hear like a celebrity story from me you know what I mean? So it's uh, it's a different experience. We have artists that come by and, and friends of ours in the music industry. And if they've had a hit for a long time, they know they have to play the hit. But they also don't want to play the hit because they've played the hit so many times. You mentioned Hot Pocket. Is that how you feel at that point when you have to kind of bring that back up? It's, you know, it's it's been evolving like Three years ago, four years ago, you would have said I would have said I have to end with it. But 
you know, I've done so many specials that, I mean, there might be like a 13-year-old boy that definitely wants to hear the Hot Pockets thing. I'm moving a little slow tonight. I had a Hot Pocket for dinner. Uh, Good to see I'm not the only white trash here. I was looking at a box of Hot Pockets. They have a warning printed on the side. So, warning, you just bought Hot Pockets. Hope you're drunk or heading home to a trailer. You hillbilly enjoy the next NASCAR event. Hot Pockets. But some of it is with stand-up, unlike music, I think, you know, the unspoken agreement is that it's going to be new material and it's going to be good new material. You know what I mean? So, um, like, people intellectually think they want to hear the old stuff, but in um, it's the surprise element of stand-up. So it's the unknown element that I think people really look forward to. But that being said, there is a huge advantage of them knowing my point of view. So, like, similar to when you do a show, they know you. So they know what your point of view is going to be about. So there's... Um, it's an advantage and also it establishes a level of communication that is not immediately apparent. I used to watch your TV land show. Loved it. Thought it was just a, oh, a brilliant show. And, you know, it was, it was about you and your family and your kids. And, you know, I wonder how realistic that is. Do your kids at this point, do they think you're funny? Have they come along and evolved to know that their dad is funny now? It's so funny because that TV land show was uh, in some way, I don't know how long, you know, time is such a blur. It's so I'm on vacation right now with my family. I think any parent, there is a, a level of, yeah, my, my kids, you know, humor is very important in our family, but they're also the harshest critics. What's, what's unique about this tour that I'm doing is that my 16-year-old son is also opening. So um, it's one of those things where, his, I mean, I think he's really funny, and um, but it's so it's like humor is pretty important. But like, so his sense of humor is different from mine. I don't know if I'm even answering the question, but yeah, you are in a way. Can you just they go? My dad's hilarious, or are you just their dad, and you're just their dad that's also a comedian that tells jokes to other people? Yeah, I mean, I've got five kids, so it depends on the age. My 17-year-old uh, probably thinks I'm funny, but, you know, her favorite comedian is John Mulaney. My 16-year-old, uh, who's opening for me, he's much more of an Eric Andre guy. But uh, And then my 12-year-old probably doesn't think I'm funny at all. My 10-year-old, you know, he's just my dad. And my 9-year-old, he's just my dad. But, yeah, it's weird. It's Because my comedy is not... It's nothing to be that embarrassed about. So I talk about my family and I talk about parenting and all that, but it's not one of those things where they would be embarrassed to be associated with the material. You mentioned you're on vacation. Would you be like, oh, I'm on vacation, but hey, and ask your wife, they have a little comedy club down the street. Can, can I swing over there and do like a little, little, little you know, session, yeah. you know, a little set? Would you do that or would she allow that? Yeah, I would do that. And she would, um, well, this world, this vacation is, 
I just did a week in, I was in Mexico City for a week and I did a show at the end of the week. It's weird because, yeah, I definitely, like comedians have to perform. So some of it is I I do always, like if we go on vacations, I'll usually line up shows. Like during the, you know, last Christmas we were in Florida. So I brought my family and I did some shows around Florida. And um, I've done that with, you know, like we did skiing, you know, but like part of me, it's too hard. It's because it's two different mindsets. I mean, I don't know about you. I don't even know about your family situation, but the role of a parent is completely different from the job. You know what I mean? I do not because I don't have kids yet, but I would assume that when I'm with my wife, the role of a husband is different than the job. And so yeah. I'm having – also, I don't get to – I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. <laughs> I just say it. I'm not allowed. So, yeah, Bobby's like, I, I wouldn't get to work yeah, on this. Yeah, I, I mean, I can try to relate, but I'm not allowed. Jim Gaffigan is doing the fun tour. You guys can go to jimgaffigan.com if you want to get tickets. In so many of the cities, our show is – I mean, it, you're almost tour like um, Zeppelin in the 60s. You go to every city every night. I'm like, I'm looking at the 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th. You tour like a rock star. And so – uh, yeah, you're gonna be out all over the place. Will you? Are you working on a special as you do this, or do you already yeah. have? Yes. You know, as I mentioned, it's all uh, the unspoken agreement is that it's all new material and it's ever creating new material. The expectation is that I'll tape a special in October, but if I get a movie or something, that might mess it up. But uh, yeah, it's always, you know, stand-up's very much self-assignment. And for me, if I'm performing a lot, if I'm doing like you were talking about those multiple nights in a row, like that's a very creative uh, time for me. That's where I, you know, I essentially do nothing during the day except for listen to the set and kind of write and rewrite. Yeah, it's, it's, it's what I love, though. Jim, good to talk to you. I hope the tour is amazing. I'm sure it will be. And you know, just a big fan of your work and appreciate the time. Appreciate it. All right, there he is. Jim Gaffigan, everybody. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. In hot at number three, Lunchbox was out at a restaurant this weekend and he confronted a customer over a vape pen. Yes, you heard that all correctly. They were sitting out on the patio. Lunchbox confronted him, and we'll just let you see how this all plays out, and then you can decide if you're on Team Lunchbox or Team Vape. I mean, listen, I gotta say, Raimundo and I, in the conversation in part one, we're both on the same team, so maybe listen to this, and if you haven't listened to the interview yet, then go listen to that, so you can see which side we take. Number three. Okay, so Lunchbox confronted someone at a restaurant again. Do you know this story? I don't. Okay. Lunchbox, take it away. So the family and I, we went out to eat at a little chicken place, and we're sitting on the patio. It's a little casual place, and we're eating. And there's a woman, and I would say her husband or boyfriend, sitting about two tables away. And she keeps pulling out her little stupid vape thing and and blowing the vape, and you know, the smoke, vape, whatever you call it in the air. And I guess we're downwind because every time she's blowing it, it goes oh. across our table. While you're eating. While we're eating at a restaurant. And I'm like, okay, it's not a bar. It's not like we're at a club. We're at a restaurant. 
So I was like, I'm going over there. And I walk okay, hold on, hold on. Oh hold on. Oh I feel awkward. So let me just, I want to visualize the scene. You're sitting outside. <laughs> on a patio. On a patio. <laughs> downwind of a woman vaping, eating dinner. Yes. Boy, smoking and eating feels so 1980s. Well, they weren't eating. They just had a couple beers. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, and we, now we know the environment. We, we had chickens. At. But he had, you have kids with you? <laughs> yeah, I had the kids with me. So what, what kind of environment is it? Well, I was picturing a place where. I, Cheddar's? No, but if people if it's a place where people sit on the patio and have a few beers, now I'm getting the vibe that maybe you can vape. Mm, that could be Applebee's. Yeah, that's anywhere. what I was going to say. It could be a Chili's or an Applebee's outside. Oh, they have outside seating? Yeah. Okay. Some. Yeah, it's oh, literally yeah. a restaurant. You walk up to the counter, order your food, then they bring it out to you. Okay. Okay, go ahead. And so I was like, that's it. I'm going over there. After the third time, I was like, I can't handle the vape smoke. And so I walk up to her and I said, hey, you know, we're kind of eating dinner over there. And every time you're doing this vape thing... The smoke or whatever is coming over there and getting on us. Could you please maybe not do that? And she says, we're outside. If you got a problem with it, then you need to move. Mm. Oh, the big <sighs> thing. So what did you do? Your reaction to that statement? I said, hey, we got kids. Can you be a little bit more, you know, accommodating? Like show some, uh, what do you call it? Grace? I said, because it's grace wouldn't be the word there. <laughs> what do you call it? I said, it, it's being passion. I, I said, yeah, com, I, whatever. I said, grace. Said I said, grace. <laughs> I said, you're being extremely rude and I don't appreciate it. And she goes, thank you for your, thank you. And then that's it. And I, I went back to the table. And I was like, okay. I told my wife, I said, I'm going to get the manager. Were you heated? I was heated. Yeah. You know, I, I, did she have a dude with her? Yes. And why didn't he step in and beat you up? No, he's just chill. Oh, he just okay. chill. He probably, probably knocked that vape down. <laughs> and so I was just like, I went back to my wife and said, she said, it's our problem. If we're outside, she can do it. And I said, I'm going to get the manager. And my wife said, no, we'll just move inside. And I was like, <sighs> I'm surprised that you didn't take your phone out and record her doing that. Well, I didn't want to start a fight with the kids. And so I just mm. was nice with my wife. My wife saying we would move inside. I was just like, okay. And I went inside and I talked about it for, you know, two days straight. I mean, I just sat there and I was just like, uh, uh, two so, days straight. Uh, so frustrated and so angry yeah. that I felt like she was so out of line. Okay. He's bringing it to the room. Yeah. Who are you, team me or team vape? Tough. Well, it's hard to be team vape. I'm not going to call it team yeah, vape. I'm not team vape. We're going to call team outside eater or team lunchbox. Team, okay. I wish I knew the restaurant. Rules. I guess, what did he say the manager said? No, I didn't go to the manager because my wife goes, no, oh, we'll, just right. move we'll move inside. I, mean, I will say this for you. I think you did the right thing because the kids were there to just move and continue the day and be mad later. Because I would not have been able to do that. I, I, I don't think I would have been able to keep my cool mm-hmm. in that situation. Amy. I just move. Like, I don't know. Whose side are you on? I'm on team... Uh, Are you team, team vape? I'm team. I'm team vape because oh, I'm not team wow, vape. Wow. Listen, I'm not team vape, but <laughs> it is outside, so they do have that. So I would probably just move inside and not make a big deal about it. Therefore, I'm folding. I'm almost giving the vapor grace. I'm not team vape because that doesn't mean you have you don't just because you're outside doesn't mean you have the right to affect other people's eating. Like you're outside because you enjoy it. You can, you can't. Just do stuff that affects other people eating. But unless the restaurant has rules against, well, they you. may have. I don't know. He didn't. I have go no to the idea. I, there's no sign that says no smoking at our you restaurant. Can't, if I, someone comes up, just walk over to the edge and do that, so you're not blowing it on people. You don't have the right to ruin other people's dining experience just because you're outside. 
I don't know why they wouldn't just accommodate that request. Yeah, or just move on the other side of us where the wind is blowing. You know what I mean? Like, there was no one on the other side of us, so just move over there. Yeah, just because you're outside, you don't have full rights to do anything you want. Eddie? This is tough, but I'm going to go Team Lunchbox. Yes! Team Lunchbox because, look. Me too. Just because you're outside... You're affecting other people trying to eat. Like if somebody was cursing, same thing. Yeah, you can't you can't just let off stink bombs. Exactly. You can't just do stuff that affects other people sitting right. next to and you. And the vape was affecting his family, so I'm on his side. Wow, I guess I'm the only one that's like Amy, vape. Pull, Amy pulls out her vape. <laughs> <laughs> I do not vape, and I would not be happy with the vaping. But I would just, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd be like, well, I guess they get to do it. I I just don't know the rules. It would be like if there were a dog. You get to have the dog, but if the dog is running peeing. Correct. Well, we're outside, even though it's peeing over here by our table. And dogs are allowed. Okay, so Eddie brought up cussing. So if someone's telling a story at the table next to you and you've got kids, and someone's being really loud and kind of vulgar, oh, I but tell it's like it their down. table and their story. You can, yeah, you, can't, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, I don't you care get, if it's inside or outside. You shouldn't correct. do that. I know. I know you should you let you a manager know. But... But I mean, they no, not just on Team Curse. I just saw it right now. <laughs> Man, my my dad, not. my dad used to get up and go tell him, "I have kids over there, so just quiet with that cursing." And they'd be like, "Old man, I would see this with my eyes. I hated it." Morgan, are you on Team Vape or Team Lunchbox? I just got to commit to Team Vape. Yeah, I mean, Team Lunchbox is my. I pick. think I'm with Amy on Team Vape, and that I just <gasps> would, would go Thank inside you. and avoid because the reality is, so many people do it now that like. If, and it's fine to do it, but move. If you want to do it, make sure it's not blown over the people, the baby's faces. I know, but it just happens so often. I feel like I would just like be like, it's on me to move inside and take care of my kids instead of having them all together. Yeah. You yeah. know what else happens often? Murder. Okay, we don't well, allow that because it happens often. <laughs> Every day in the news, there's a murder. Okay, a you little can't much. Bring murder <laughs> like what? Ray, I don't understand. Team vape or team lunchbox? I'm team vape all the way. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's almost impossible to smell those vapes, really. But he did, and it was bl- and the smoke was blowing yeah, you, over you him. You see it? It's coming. I'm telling wow. you, yeah, it, th- no way, man. Team wow. lunchbox lost. Wow, I can't believe it. I th- it's tied. No, it's three. Well, he doesn't get a vote. Oh, he doesn't. Eddie and I. Okay. Was it the actual scenario that lost, or just the fact that it was lunchbox? I voted didn't for want to... the scenario. I could separate the art. Oh, I me can too. Totally yeah, me too. separate it. <laughs> All right, lunchbox. Well, you lost, so feel bad about yourself. Uh, <laughs> man, I lost a vape. It's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. Y'all loved this segment, mostly because you guys almost just love hearing us sing terribly. I think that's a common theme on this show and with our listeners. Amy and Eddie practiced the duet that Amy's about to do with Ryan Hurd when he comes into the studio. She needed some practice, at least that's what she said. And so she brought on Eddie and they sang it out. We got to hear their whole practice and... Bobby and Eddie's suggestions for Amy when it comes to singing with Ryan. It's a whole thing. And a lot of people got a lot of good laughs out of it. So if you need a smile on this beautiful Saturday, here you go. Number two. Ryan Hurd is coming in soon. You may know Ryan Hurd from this number one song right here. But I know, yeah, I know it's a so that's Ryan Hurd and his wife, Maren Morris. And it's always been a dream of Amy to sing that song with Ryan Hurd. And so we're going to ask him when he comes up. But Amy has requested. Well, I need to rehearse. I have to practice. And Eddie, he can sing, and he's also good at impersonating artists. So I thought he could just be Ryan. Oh. So we could practice. Because, like, I have one shot. Mm. And I don't want to be nervous. I want to. You competing for a scholarship, a record deal, or what? You have one shot. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you never know. <laughs> 
Here is Amy. Eddie, will you do this? Yeah, sure. What is your impression of Ryan Hurd? I don't know. What am I going to do? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's Ryan Hurd. Yeah. Okay. Good. yeah. <laughs> Let's practice the number one hit, Chasing mm-hmm. After You, oh, with boy. Amy as Marin and Eddie as Ryan Hurd. We've yeah. never done this. C- correct. This is, yeah, no. Nope. Here we go. Never done it. Hey, y'all. <laughs> I don't think that's part of this. No. <laughs> okay. Huh. Are you rapping it? <laughs> You come over when your wine's all gone Always catch me when I'm not that strong Then you wind up staying all night long Ain't nothing new It's good! (laughs) Then I wake up with you on my chest Got a way of making me forget Girl, with you the answer's always yes Every time you call Here you go, Amy But I know, yeah, I know It's a matter of time Till you walk, till you walk back out You stand in your lonely <laughs> Feeling like a fool mm. Every time, every time You say we're done You come back to the love You were running from Don't know why, don't know why I let you, but I do I love chasing after you. All right, your part, Amy. Wish I could quit you, but it <laughs> wait, feels wait, 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 wait. too good. No. Where? No. Wish I could quit you, but it feels too good. If I could turn you off, you know I would. Oh, boy, just push that much. Oh, no. <laughs> turn me, Brian. You get, you, it's a Make little higher. It <clears throat> what? It's higher? It's a little higher. Here we go. No, and I know it's a matter of time okay, to talk, stop, stop, stop. Oh, oh, boy. Oh, boy. See, this is why I need Ryan. I, I need Ryan. But you have Whoa, whoa, whoa. I am Ryan. Eddie, I know, but great. I, like my own verse. Here, Coach watch. me. Give me Coach. That. Give me okay. That. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I'll be Marin. Uh, hey. Just start it over. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. I don't want to go from the very beginning, but just uh, skip it. Do you think you can grab the chorus? Yeah, you know where totally. It is? All right, okay. come on, man. But I know. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. But I know, and I know it's a matter of time till you walk, till you walk back out of my mind. Leave me standing. Hey, yeah, you gotta get up oh, like that. Okay. You gotta fight that. Like a fool. Go higher. Go. Okay, go. 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 Higher. Go. Go. Don't know why. Don't know why. Okay. You okay. We got some work to do. All right. Done. Oh, you come back. To I'm lower today. though. I'm not a high. But the song is high. It's in that key. Yeah, Marin sings high. Like a fool. Well, you don't have to go quite there. Where? But push it a little bit. Like which? Where push am it. I? <laughs> so push it like from the ass. Oh, so you're not singing loud. Wish I could quit you, like but it feels too good. Go. If I could turn it off, you know I would. That's it. Go. But something about you makes me think we could. Oh, oh, yeah. Make it after all. Yeah. Yes, that's it. Yeah, but, I know. But yeah, don't I start know. doing that thing where you feel. Like you start to feel insecure about it, so then you start freestyling to be funny. Mm-hmm. That kills the vibe of a song about love. Okay, I'd rather you sing yeah. it bad and still have that passion. But like when I'm singing in my car, I am like a soft mare, and I'm like, yeah, I know, yeah, I know. It's a matter of time till you walk, till you walk. And that's back fine right there, but you don't have the music with you, and you're not on key. You're not in the I'm same not? key of that song. Okay. You just need practice, yeah, Amy. Practice. That's why we're doing. That's what we're doing, and go, I'm going to practice every day go until home. go home yeah. right now. No, no, don't, don't even finish the show. Go home and practice. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. You got this. Just keep practicing. 
Yeah, I know, yeah, I know, it's a matter of time. Do you walk, do you walk right out of my life, please? Yeah, I don't hear the passion. I just don't hear the, I don't hear but, the passion uh, or the pushing. It's subtle. It's subtle passion. <laughs> Eddie's dominating you in the song. He's supposed to be subtle, too. But it's Ryan's I, I song. I don't hear the passion or the pushing. And if you want to do it, I need wow. you to focus and passion push. Wow. PP. Mm-hmm. Passion okay. push. Okay, thank you. Um, we feel good? I mean, not yet. Not yet. Not really. <laughs> no, actually, I feel like not really, bro. Shoot, Eddie, we have to work every whoa, day. Whoa, whoa, no, how are we in this? <laughs> okay, because I, I was help. just doing Ryan Let's for a second. Let's play it now. We're gonna play the song now, and I'll sing along to it. Not no. on the air. We'll turn no. turn our mic off. <laughs> it's the best bits of the week Show. with Morgan number two. And this just makes sense to have at number one. Carrie Underwood came into the show this week. She is so stunning and so funny and just a hoot whenever she comes in the studio. So, of course, it had to come in at number one, especially as much as y'all engaged with this interview. So I highly encourage whether you listen to it right now or you go watch it at bobbybones.com. Either or, because it's just a fabulous, like, I don't know, 20-something minute interview with Carrie Underwood, which is pretty freaking sweet. So here you go. Number one on the Bobby Bones Show now. Carrie Underwood. It has been a long time, Carrie. Good to see you. I was looking at the sonic sign. Sorry. Oh yes. And so you're from Oklahoma. <laughs> I know. So it's so yeah. we have we we Sonic. Sonic is Oklahoma. I mean, yep. My my wife's from Oklahoma, and she's a massive Soniker. Yep. Um, does she Brahms? Uh, big time. Yeah. I gotta, mean, the whole family Brahms. does. Yeah. yeah. Is that what places remind you of Oklahoma? Sonic, Brahms. What else? Just That's all we got, man. Says. <laughs> It's all good. It's like Arkansas. Tyson's chicken. You know, that's what we have. We we have Charlie's chicken. Been, have been. Yeah. Um, what else do we have? I don't know. Where is your town? Because my wife is from near Tulsa. Uh, where is your town in Oklahoma? Like ge- geographically? We're kind of south. We're about an hour south of Tulsa. Also same area. Okay. Where is she from? Fort Gibson. Yeah. Arkansas, same yeah. Area. yeah. Well, we haven't seen you in a while, so glad you have new music. That's how we get to see you yes. nowadays. Huh. Well, anybody. I mean, I feel like everybody's been not seeing each other for a while. Just getting getting back into it. I was listening to your song. Uh, she has a new song called Ghost Story, which we played on Friday's show. And it's, you know, a revenge song, but it's different. It's like haunting after gone. Yes. So it's it's less, it's more passive revenge. My, and, and you can tell me if this is how it is in your life. But my wife and I were having a conversation, and we've only been married seven months or so, and we were talking about if somebody died, would you want the other person to remarry? And we're having the conversation, and I would, I'm like, yes, if I die, you should go and live the happiest life. And I looked to her, and I'm like, well, what do you think? And she goes, well, you know, I know your friends are going to have your back and support you and, and love you, and they're going to encourage you to probably do what makes you feel best. But she said, if you die, uh, if I die, don't remarry. I will haunt you. Like, yeah. that's what she said to me, hmm. and that I didn't feel like that's the appropriate answer. Um, I mean, I, I understand. I, I don't know if I could get remarried, but... I'm not asking you to put yourself in this situation. Yeah. I'm asking just for right some sympathy now for oh, me. Okay. This is about me right now. I mean, I that, feel like... That she will haunt me. I feel like I need to be on her side because she's an okie girl. Okay, so. fair enough. Uh, this song, when you find it, like, what about this song draws you to it? Uh, I love the, I, I love the kind of different approach of the song. Like, I just think it's a really cool way to write kind of a, 
it's I mean it's, it is a revenge song but it's not because it's not she doesn't do anything and she's just going on and living her life but I, I just thought it was very well written and I love the music I feel like it really doesn't sound like anything else I've done or anything else that's currently out there um, and just it's very visual when you listen to it I feel like you can kind of see the movie in your head which I like that are you a, if someone does you wrong how do you handle revenge personally I feel like I've, I've I've had all the Carrie Underwood spectrum of song emotions. Um, not gotten, not gotten so, angry. Oh, you have done what your songs say. That's <laughs> what you're saying. Not quite like that, but the emotions, yes. Um, so I think the older I get, the more I'm like, meh, move on, you know. But probably, probably in my youth, I would have been a bit more angry. I'm more of a slow drip guy. <laughs> I've been holding out revenge for many years on people that don't even know it. Wow. Yeah. One day? Very, One day or no? Yeah, it's super healthy. <laughs> One day. <laughs> no, uh, Just I, bottle that up. I, push it down. No, no, not bottling it up. Okay. No I'm, slow re- drip. I'm releasing it in a slow drip. Yeah. Oh. Where okay. I'm getting my revenge long term and they have no idea. Wow. I don't react and go, I must now pay you back. Now, I got a couple happening right now. That well, what, what do you do? Are you like. Can't tell you. Oh. Because then they'll know. You're like hacking into emails you, or like. You never know. So it could be you calling the IRS on, <laughs> on somebody here. What with you? And it's, it's interesting your career because you're still so young. You have a lot of career left, but you also have accomplished so much that I go, what in the world would excite someone who's done it all at this point? Like, what is, what is it that you can do that makes you go, dang, this feels new and fun. And like, I'm encouraged to get going again. I think like with this whole project and everything that's going to come after it, I think just having the freedom to just be creative and play a little bit has been really great. I feel like when you're early on in your career, you know, you're worried about, you know, people liking it and buying it and, you know, all of that stuff. I feel like once you reach a, a certain point, you can kind of just do what feels really great and um, and worry less about that kind of stuff. So I think that that right now gets me really excited. And I mean, I've been able to do a couple of passion projects that have just been really good for for my soul. I um, got to sing some Christmas songs and some hymns and stuff like that that I grew up with, and that's been that got me really excited and made me really happy. Um, but again, that kind of goes back to just being able to do what feels good. I guess that answers my question specifically. Like you did the hymns and you did the Christmas record and that was like a personal passion project. That wasn't someone going, hey, Carrie, you need to do Christmas music. Right. So does your label or your people, do they now at this stage go, ah, if Carrie wants it, we're going to do it? I feel like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I'm I'm a team player as well. I want to know if something I'm proposing is a terrible idea. (laughs) So, and I feel like we've all been together for so long um, that, you know, the people that are around me will tell me those things um, and I will listen, but I don't feel like I've had any, nobody's had to say that yet. (laughs) Do you worry that the emperor has no clothes at all? Meaning... That because you are so successful that people are afraid to go, ooh, that's not a very good idea. I feel like not with me because I'm not going to be like, oh, my gosh, you don't like what I'm saying. You're fired. (laughs) You know what I mean? I feel like it is a team effort and we all have the same goal and we all just want to be able to keep doing what we're doing and loving life. So, Do you have any old school people on your team that have been there for a long time that you know just yes. through experience? Because that's how I know when someone will tell me the truth because they have before, right? When yeah. They've told me uncomfortable things before, so I know if it's uncomfortable again, they will let me know. Do you have any of those people career-wise in your life? 
My manager, Ann, has been with me since day one. Wow, really? One. And my tour manager, Jeff, he was actually my tour manager on the Idols tour. Um, So I've known him for many years. (laughs) How do you get linked up with your manager and then... Like what, what did she was she already managing people because you were such a baby then? Yeah. Okay. How did that relationship happen? Um, she worked for the management company that um, did all the all the idol stuff. And then you broke her out of jail, and now <laughs> right? I mean, basic right? Like you t- now she works just with you. Yeah, she's 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 my aunt. When you do these Las Vegas shows, I think I saw a picture of you in a theater, and you were pointing back to the like the, the big screen with your name on it. Yes. Was that the Vegas show? Yes. What is the hotel room like that they give you to stay in? That's great. This pimp. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I've ever even been in a room like they probably would give you. Could you describe it for us? Um, it's four bedroom. You, you wa- there's four it's bedrooms like in the hotel. There's four bedrooms <laughs> wow. in the room. Yeah, I, this isn't normally how I stay. Wow. You know, um, is it on the top floor? Yeah. And is it on a floor where you have to have the uh, the key? Special keys. Oh, yes. okay. Keep. I'm gonna listen now. It's very nice. There's um, you know. Lots of TVs in random places. Like, take a bath and I watch TV. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, there's like a little kitchenette. Do you have like a, like a server that's always there? I don't do that. Um, like, I can't, I get really nervous about even ordering room service just because that's me. So I literally just have food with me. I'll go to Whole Foods and get groceries and... I don't. I don't like to talk to people, and I don't. I don't know. You bragged about a kitchenette, but my Homewood Suites has a kitchenette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got one of those. That's, 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 that's pretty cool. No. Yeah. Uh, are you done with those shows, or do you have more of those? There are more. Yes. Do you like those where you can just I do, stay there? I do. It's a lot of fun because the shows, like the technology, is all built in, or because you don't have to travel and you're only in that one location. Yes. To everything. Um, I mean, it's cool too, because when you're in Vegas, like normally when you travel around to different places, you get to kind of experience the people from that place in Vegas, just everybody's coming from everywhere and it's kind of just a big mishmash of people, which is a lot of fun. Um, and then we, we can do things that we don't get to take with us on the road. Um, it all just lives there so we can kind of have more things to play with that might be a bit more complicated to take with us. Um, and then when the show's over, I go to bed. You ever think about asking for two kitchenettes? Because you're a star. Mm, I could. I could. <laughs> yeah, maybe someday. Uh, Carrie's got four shows in March, two in April, yes. and five, six in May if you guys want to go to uh, Reflection, the Las Vegas residency. You were mentioning grocery shopping at Whole Foods. Can you go to Whole Foods by yourself? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Why not? Without people swarming you. Um, it kind of depends on the day, but everybody's nice. Nobody's like trying to hurt me. So. Do you ever go? Okay, go. Hold on. I'll. I'll. I'll yes, I'll take a picture, but please don't like make a big scene about it. Does that ever happen? If somebody yells, <laughs> I might just run away. I won't. I don't know. Like I get nervous sometimes. Um, there was one time actually at Whole Foods in um, Franklin. Um, where a guy was like, hey, it's Carrie Underwood. Oh, and I was no. just like, ah, like, I don't know what to do. So I just run away. Do you wear a hat and glasses? <laughs> no. Really? Yeah. Because I think fine. I would do that. That's Carrie Underwood. You already wear glasses. I think, so. No, no, I think I would probably do the same thing. 
you talk about this project. So, okay, Ghost, you know, that we've been playing this song. And with Ghost Story, like, what else is coming inside of this project that's different? Because you say it's you get to do more creatively. Yeah, I think overall um, we cover a lot of ground. And um, for the whole album that is to come, um, I think it, we just wanted to have fun. Like, my that was my goal in the very beginning was just feel like the past few years have just kind of been heavy and I just wanted to have fun. So we, we cover a lot of ground and feel like it's a it's a positive and a bit nostalgic and should give you Why nostalgic? What about it will I hear and go, hmm, is it how you sing? Is it the instrumentation? Yes. All of that? Yeah. Do you yeah. purposefully go, hey, let's do something old school? No. Okay. You just Because you just never know. When you walk into, you know, a writing session or something you if you try to put parameters on it, I feel like you you could take take away from what might have happened. So you just go in with no expectations. I've got my list of stupid ideas, and everybody breaks out their voice memos and starts listening to whatever dumb thing that they <laughs> recorded at 2 o'clock in the morning. And um, you just kind of figure out what the vibe of the day is and go with the flow. Is that a vulnerable time when you walk in to people who are – as good at their craft as you are at yours, which is singing. You're also a great writer, but some, they do it every day. And you're like, I have this idea. And you know it's personal. Is it vulnerable because you're presenting something to them that's about you and you think maybe they're just going to go, ah, that ain't very good? If, if it's someone I've known for a long time and I feel like most of the people that um, I write with, especially, again, just with different circumstances um, to what the past couple years have been, you know, I just kind of wanted to stick with people that I was comfortable with and um, for the most part. If it's someone new, you know, it is a little harder to open up because, like, I mean, Hillary Lindsay and Josh Keir and, I mean, a lot of the people that I write with I've known for 16 years and we've done this many times. So they know, I don't know, you, you have to kind of put your ego aside and... If you sometimes when you blurt it out, you're like, man, that's a dumb idea. Why did I say that? Like, you know, the second it flew out of your mouth. So I, I like, do that oh. with every idea just to cover it. I go, oh, I have an idea and I think it's great. And I go, oh, that's dumb. But I'm just ready for someone to go. No, it ain't dumb. I do that, too. Yeah. Even though I don't really think it's dumb. I need that. Yeah, I do that, too. As a creative, I need people to tell me I'm not dumb. Are you in any way you seem like someone who is completely secure, like you have it all figured out. And I know none of us are. And then I don't think there's a single human who is that. But when someone looks at you and sees your great mom, great wife, great artist, great writer, like what in the world would Carrie Underwood be insecure about? Uh, all of those things. Um, I mean, it's, that's, that's either, I think everybody's insecure. People are just better at hiding it than others sometimes. I just need to hide it better. That's what I heard right there. Yeah. I just need <laughs> to hide it. Now um, One, I got a couple final things here. And I wanted to save this uh, toward the end in case it got awkward. But you did a really, oh uh, you did a really mean and nasty impression of me. And it's been hurting. Did? You did. Yeah. It's been hurting my feelings for a long time. And is this a slow drip, drip that's coming out? <laughs> <laughs> this is it. Yeah. This is. But do you happen to remember you doing this really mean and nasty impression? No. You don't? Okay. Well, then we'll just leave it there. Why would I do that? Exactly. Why would you, Carrie? Why would you? I don't know what you're talking about. You came in and you hosted the countdown. Oh. 
Oh, now she remembers. Yeah, now she lights up like say, a Christmas. Because you say Bobby, you, I don't. Like, I don't do that. You don't do it anymore. No, I never did that anymore. Oh. <laughs> I never did that. Okay. I never went. That's like a, a billy goat when you do it. I didn't. I, there was no vibrato in Bobby. it. I didn't go. Bah, I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I will. Drip. I will. I will, me. I will accept Dang. that. Uh, you have no. my permission okay. to do a terrible, mean impression of me. But I don't time. have one of you. I do a lot. I have a lot of isms when I sing. You could throw throw one of those in there. But I think to do a good impression, you almost have to be able to somewhat copy it and I can't sing so I couldn't even do a parody of it you know hmm. and also I don't I guess it's just all so delightful it's hard to make some, fun of something oh. that's so delightful oh. yeah okay. look at him killing I you know. with exactly oh. yeah. exactly uh, what's up with I'll the, think of something you let me know what I can do to you to slow drip back and then I'll do it okay. deal my my husband says that sometimes I talk like Phil Dumphy from Modern Family. You, how is he, by the way? He's good. Yeah, I remember when people used to confuse us all the time. You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, like one person What's one up? time on a What's golf up? course maybe thought you were Mike Fisher, and I think no, no, they it, it, it might have been getting darker. It might have been pretty yeah, <laughs> Like they were far, far away. No, it might have been in the evening a little bit, and it might have been a place that we both would go, and they were, they were like, hey, Mike. And I was like, Mike? No, Bobby. And they're like, oh, we thought you were Mike Fisher. And I was like, <laughs> happens all the time. It's not. He's, he's a good-looking guy. Another day not at the office. Bad, yeah. yeah, not a bad thing. It, it might yeah. have been sun almost all the way down, like one of those late evenings <laughs> on the golf course. Okay. Yes. Okay. He, he's good? He's good, yeah. yeah. Um, you're, they, any t- what I look forward to on your Instagram story is any time one of your kids has a birthday because... The cake. The cakes. Yeah. I don't, even, I, I don't even have specific things I go to them with. I'm just like, my kid likes Star Wars. Ivy cake. Oh. Give him a plug. And like the cake comes alive. Yeah. And there's like transformer or like she, it's such a, that cake situation is so good. Yeah. And do you get charged for those since it's a friend? I, I always do my best to pay. Sometimes I'll have like somebody else call and put in the thing just so I'm like, Hey, I just, I need to pay for the cake. Um, but yeah, I'll pay for the cake. That's good. Keeping the local economy alive. Yeah. Got to work. Another great thing about Carrie Underwood. I was looking for something this whole time to make fun. There's just nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe uh, maybe it's that you're too amazing. Oh, mm. well. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's it. All right. Two questions left. Who uh, On your phone, who do you have pinned in your text messages? Do you have anybody pinned? No. None up in the top row. I feel like I accidentally did that once, and it was somebody I did not want pinned. Like, I didn't need it up there, and I, I got it off somehow, but I don't know how to do that. Blake Shelton. Stuff. That's it wasn't it was. Blake Shelton. Yeah. It would have been like my ship shopper or something, oh. which Melody's awesome. What's up, Melody? So this new, we have the new song, which we played and we continue to play, but we talk about the new project. Can you give me anything on when we're going to get this body of work? Soon. Ish. Ish. Soon. Mm, that's not acceptable. Three months. Mo- okay, how about this? Over or under three months? What is this month? What is March. it? March. Over or under three months? I don't know. Mm. All right, get her out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Get her out of here. Yeah. Are your people saying don't say anything? Um, no. You're answering all Uh, these questions. Is this her Phil Dumpy coming? (laughs) Yes. Uh, I will press no more. Okay, listen. Uh, You guys, I got a few things. 
obviously stream the crap out of Ghost Story. Uh, secondly, Carrie is doing the show in Vegas. Yes. There, are, there are many, many shows. Uh, Reflection, the Las Vegas residency. You can get tickets at CarrieUnderwoodOfficial.com. Um, and then we will wait. Which, by the way, are you, uh, maybe you can or can't, are, are you voice of Sunday Night Football again this year? Yo, she can tell us nothing. Come on. She doesn't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that inflection is kind of like, yes, but I don't know. Blink twice if you're being held hostage and you're not allowed to say anything. Okay. Okay, then I'll ask one more question. Okay. Um, you're, I you're don't on, know. You were on Cobra Kai. I watched Cobra yes! Kai. Yes! That was really cool. Yes! I would assume that's a passion thing that you wanted to do. Yes. Did you I, pursue I, that yourself? I, we didn't pursue anything. That's That was the crazy thing. I had, like, tweeted, I don't even know, probably the first season, something like, I love this show so much. And um, they reached out, and, like, I, when Anne was telling me about it, she was like, Cobra Kai. I was like, yes. And she was like, well, let me finish. I was like, yes. Like, I'm in. <laughs> Whatever they want, I'm in. And uh, it was so much fun. It was so great. Um, the cast, everybody was just incredible, and they seem like they just have the most fun on that show. And Then if you could pick a show that is your favorite to go after and pursue and be like, I'd like to do a small part, Ooh. what would that show be? Uh, we don't watch a whole, whole lot of, of TV. We watch Yellowstone. Okay, then that's the answer. Yeah. You would be in the, that barn playing yeah. cards. and Yeah, yeah. sure. I can All- ride a horse. Can you still? Yeah, have we, you, have, we have horses. How often do you get on? Not often, but I can ride a horse. Yeah. Uh, Carrie will also be performing at our Iowa Country Festival on May 7th in Austin, yes, Texas. That's right. And I'm going to listen Excited. and find something to make fun of. Please. Please do. That is my goal because please it has do. just been impossible. I, yeah. I, there are things. Okay. I'll help you. I'm sure I'll do something. Carrie Underwood. Carrie, thank you. Great to see you. Thanks for hanging out with us. And I'll see you at Whole Foods because I'll be at that one now just waiting for you. I'll be I'll be yelling, that is Carrie Underwood. Please, (laughs) please don't. I will run away. All right, there she is. Carrie Underwood, everybody. It's the best bits of the week with Morgan number two. That's it for the best bits, just the bits part. And I hope y'all enjoyed that. And if you just wanted to come for the interview and happen to just listen to all the bits, then like I said, you're at the wrong part. Make sure you go check out part one that I have with Raymundo this weekend. It's gold. It's always a great time when him and I sit down and chat about our sometimes party lives, sometimes chill out lives. You know, you never know what you're going to get with our conversations. So make sure you check that out. And I am at WebGirlMorgan on all the things. You can follow me, hang out with me on there. And at Bobby Boncho is our social media. Thanks, y'all. Again, have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy good weather if you have it. If you don't, enjoy the inside. Cuddling up with your loved ones. Bye, y'all. This is a Bobby Boncho. Bobby Boncho. History is littered with tragic stories from which we could all learn lessons. The spectacular Broadway show that flopped, the autopilot that helped crash a plane, the heatwave that killed some city residents, but not their neighbours. I'm Tim Harford, host of Cautionary Tales, the podcast that looks for the valuable lessons in the greatest mistakes, disasters and fiascos of the past. Listen to Cautionary Tales on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Maya Shunker, host of A Slight Change of Plans, which was recently named Best Show of the Year by Apple for 2021. And we've got new episodes for you about everything from the science of change to personal stories, like a blind woman who becomes a master chef, 
and an Australian doctor who rescued a boys' soccer team from deep within a cave in Thailand. Listen to A Slight Change of Plans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Justin Richmond, host of the Broken Record Podcast. Join me and music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with authors Malcolm Gladwell and Bruce Hedlum, as we chat with legends like Neil Young and Andre 3000 and upcoming artists like Faye Webster about their life and their careers. In honor of Women's History Month, we're spotlighting groundbreaking female artists like Missy Elliott, Patti Smith, and Bonnie Raitt, and celebrating the strides they've made for women. Listen to Broken Record on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.